Welcome to Cowboy Fans, a popped-off podcast, the casual fans' home for Overwatch League news. We're coming at you from the first branded studio in Tampa, Florida. I'm Alou Rumor. I'm Howler. And, you know, we usually start with Florida things. We but, do. But what the heck did I just watch? We're going to start with just things that happened because okay, Houston came out on top of the shock. Yeah, that was a, quite a way to start the week, wasn't it? What the heck? <laughs> yeah. I wasn't even watching. I was like, oh, Houston didn't play the shock. Meh. I came back. I look on Twitter. I'm looking around. I'm like, what just happened? What did I miss? So after their performance last week versus New York, like normally, yeah, this would have been a match I didn't even bother watching. Right. But I was like, you know, they did take New York to five, and granted New York didn't look too good, but New York took looked really good against London. I'm like, let me let me see if this is the upset. And then I watched map one, and I'm pretty sure they won that one on control. And I was like, um, okay. I guess I'm watching this whole map. I just... And, um, yeah, they look really clean. And especially, like, considering they also just bodied Boston the way a top team should look. Like, they're Houston Outlaws looking like Looking like a, a top contender. I've got them in my top five in my power rankings now. Th- this team, they're, um, they look good, especially when Dante's in. They mm. just should never play cool, Matt, and <laughs> just always run Dante, Linkser, and Jake, just like the New York Excelsior have very much so, so far, even though I don't think they have to as much. But New York has very much doubled down on the Saviobi, Nene, Libero lineup. Um, True. I think this is going to be the best look for um, Houston. They can run these crazy triple DPS comps they look really good at. Like, Mooma's a great Hammond, so they could go Chengdu on you. And then if Ch- if the Chengdu isn't working, they can go Sombra Goats and be still pretty darn good. Probably way better than Chengdu can be on normal Goats. That's fair. That's all. So, it's a good look. It is. It's, it's kind of... Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of sad. For me, as a fan of the of a different team that I was hoping would beat them, yes, <laughs> because now they're looking unstoppable. Yep. And the whole thing, like everything, if this feels this feels like we're at the beginning of the Overwatch League too, right? I literally don't know who's gonna win most of these games anymore, right? That's because the exciting thing. It, yeah. it is. It's very exciting. We've got the whole huge league parity thing, and I feel like we could do that whole weird pin board all over again right now, <laughs> and it'd be totally acceptable because. Atlanta, who was playing very well against the Shock Went and the Titans, five. goes to map five yeah. against the Shock. The Shock, right? Yeah. But then here they come back this week. They got rolled over by Soul. Yeah. Who got? Who rolled then gets o- rolled over by the Shock? Yeah. By the Shock. <laughs> <laughs> what? 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 It's and it's, they're not even close matches. Yeah. Right. And and Soul rolls over Atlanta, and so it looks like maybe Atlanta's sliding down. Mm-hmm. Maybe Atlanta just came out really strong in week yeah. one, and like those losses looks like had some mental attack on them because they seem to be sliding back into the ways of old Atlanta. They don't look mm. like the Atlanta we saw last week. Yeah, it just feels it feels so. It just it almost doesn't even feel refreshing. Sometimes I want to say it feels refreshing, but but as I was watching, I was like, some of these games I was just they were just so much getting bodied by teams they didn't feel like they should be getting bodied by. Yeah. And I just kind of wanted to take a nap. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I wanted to take a nap during some Overwatch this week. Mm. It was weird. But it was really cool, too, because I, I didn't know what was going to happen. I think it's, exci- it's 
Creating an exciting stage playoffs, sure. I think. It's looking like we aren't just going to go in and then quarterfinals are going to be a snooze fest or quarterfinals are going to be good and then semis are going to be a snooze fest, right? It's, it's looking like everyone's going to be a challenge. And it's, looked, it's starting to look like stylistic matchups matter. Like yes. the San Francisco Shock look really strong against GOATS teams again. Still, uh, as we saw with the Houston game, looking shaky against Sombra teams, right? Like we got a sense of it against the Dragons, who I thought were the best Sombra team. I don't think that's the case anymore going right. into this stage. So teams like New York and Houston could probably really upset the San Francisco Shock, where other teams, if it's just straight on goats v. goats, like a Spark or a, um, a Dynasty, it looks like they're looking to roll over them. So that should be a little bit of an interesting dynamic to just kind of watch, okay, who who's going to get what? And especially Atlanta, if that was just a stylistic matchup, they didn't like the way that Soul played goats versus the way the shock plate goes right um now it's it's really looking like there's a lot of parody and it's gonna matter who's playing who right. so i'm gonna be really looking out for that soul um, is also still switching up their roster even in the midst of week two yeah part way through the part way through matches it was weirder because they ran one roster through all of atlanta and then you go to the shock and then they run the same roster again and so you're like okay they figured they it out, it. right? That's what I was thinking. Halfway through the match, they're like, nah, fam, five substitutions. We're only keeping Jay Hong in. Everyone else is going to switch out. And this week, instead of see seeming like it was just two mirror rosters, they went for rosters that had different colors and styles. So the first roster that rolled out, they just played goats. Goats, 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 goats. Standard, straight up goats. Right. Next roster, triple DPS, lots of Sombra. Um, they, was, they showed a lot of different looks. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, really Unmapped exciting. where it's good to show looks. So it looks like, okay, maybe now they're specializing. So I want to start praising that. Like you're saying, it's exciting. Right. This is a cool thing. I want to praise it. But this is the Soul Darn Dynasty. So we still Next week, they might just go back to doing something else entirely again and just having two different rosters. I don't know what to you think can of never them. They don't make tell. any sense. They don't. They don't make any sense at all. I just, I don't know. I, they said there was an interview of, I want to say it was Munchkin in one of the grab bags. Um, and basically he just said, yeah, we just, we don't really have two different squads or whatever. It's just whoever's playing good gets in. Though why would you run all, well, not all 12, but 11 of your players? I don't get it. Well, they're clearly so doing good at different things is probably what I would guess is doing going I guess. on. These six people, when these six people play together, they're doing a great job at standard GOATs. When mm -hmm. these six people play together, they're doing a great job at other stylistic things. I can see that being the case. And I can see that being the case, too. That wasn't the I'm, case last week. Right, sure. But I'm, <laughs> I'm okay with it. Uh, I love it. I I'm, think it'll be really cool, yeah. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and start praising real. them again, be, even though it could be premature. I don't care because I'm like that as a person. <laughs> um, I'm going to continue to say that the 12-man roster is the way of the future. That's how we're going to go forward. And the first team to figure it out is going to be a team with an edge in the first season where other people try to do it, right? Because so far, the people who have tried to do it have failed miserably. Mm -hmm. It's not even been close. They've just decimated themselves, right? Right now, Soul is not destroying their own selves. I mean, they may not be doing great right now, but they're not destroying themselves.
And that's I mean, the they're thing. doing really great. They only did bad against the Shock. Otherwise, they had not dropped a single map. They're 3-1. Right. They're looking like a stage playoff team. Like, they're doing fantastic. Yeah. So, so it's, it's exciting. I think this is going to really push them over the edge and give them give them a competitive edge come the next season. This season, it's going to be tough, I think, for them to roll with this look. I don't think they're going to be able to go finals. to the top, but I agree. Right. I think next right. season, if they don't make too many roster changes and they really like, or make a lot of coaching staff changes, I think is going to be the big thing for this team. Right. And really figure out how to make this 12-man roster work to the best and cause internal competition. That should breed a really strong season. That's going to do it, yeah. Um, one more thing about the standings. The Outlaws and the Valiant are now with five wins each. Um, and in the in, in the 17th oh, and 18th oh, places. Yeah. The overall the standings. The overall standings. Are now with five wins each in the 17th and 18th places for overall. They're now two games behind the next slew of people with the same amount of wins as them. Uh, as each other. So they are actually managing to close that gap. Mm -hmm. And I think the one that we didn't expect to close that gap was really Houston. Yeah. But they've come out and had an explosive stage three so mm -hmm. far. And if they keep that up, then yeah. the Valiant really have a chance of getting into that top 12 slot. And the crazy thing is, it's really looking like the one who has that chance is Houston more so than the Valiant. It does right now. Because the Houston look like they're about to run run the table for the rest of the for the rest of the stage at the very least. Right. Like every match from here on out looks very winnable for the Houston Outlaws. It's really realistic that they could go six and one this mm -hmm. stage for sure. Um, so. That would be huge for them, and that should be able to put them above teams like the Boston Uprising, who are having struggles, right? right? That could suddenly put them in contention. All they'll need is a good stage four, and then boom, they're in. Valiant, they're looking good. Their schedule has been easier so far. Their schedule gets really tough. Like, next week, I think they play the Spark and the Titans, if I'm remembering correct. I think that's right. So... I'm still not ready to, like, Valiant, yes. Are they there now? Yes. Do I expect them to be in contention by the end of this stage? Probably not. I think sure. there's just too many competitive teams. But it is cool to see that there's, like, so many teams with just within, like, three or four games of each other. Right. Meanwhile, Florida and Washington still way down to the bottom with two and three. Yes. Uh, one and two? Um, Florida has one. Washington has two yeah. wins. With yeah. one and two. We're basically out of it at this point. Not even winning every game left in our respective stages, I think, yeah. is going to get us in there. Um, yes. Which is which is honestly, pressure's off. Work on the things you got to work on. Mm -hmm. Stop trying to win. Stop trying to win. Work on the things that are going to make you a long-term better team for next year, mm -hmm. which is a good thing. Um, we're going to talk about Florida games next. Florida lost to Paris 3-1. Um, can I just say, I'm drawing parallels in my mind to the previous stages of this season. I've already done that with earlier, saying it feels like the beginning of stage one, right, with the parity and the ability for anybody to win, just based on nothing almost, but now based on style. We've got some more data now. But mm -hmm. this, feels like, this feels like Mayhem's stage two, which, of course, never resulted in a win, but they went, we're going to go full Korean, and they did that, the last stage. And the first... The first week we looked we didn't win but we looked pretty good against those teams and i'd say we put up a respectable fight against the dynasty last week that we probably shouldn't have put up a respectable fight there at least the last two maps right this week we came in we looked like we were growing stronger with each map 
which is what we did in week two of the last stage, yeah. right? For both of those games, granted, we're only doing one game a week right now. The problem was, you know, we get through map one and two, and map one and two were kind of competitive, but not really competitive. I mean, map one, it felt like we put up a reasonable fight against Paris, but map two, Paris, Paris and Florida were both just tanking their own defenses, it felt like. Yeah. I feel like Who that was... Who can lose the least bad is what map two felt like. Mm -hmm. Right? Not good. Yeah. So, map three, Florida wins. Decisively wins. Right? We full held them on Numbani point A, and then we came in and went, look, we win. It yeah. was beautiful. It was beautiful. Oh, man. The Mayhem Reddit was blowing up. Reverse sweep, reverse sweep, because it looked so clean. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. It was, it was nice. And then our defense on Havana. Right? Our attack on Havana was great. We attacked first. Yeah. We almost cleared the map, which is farther than most people get. So mm -hmm. we're doing great. I'm yeah. really happy with that. Our defense. It was rough. So, so the we best... We had some good moments on B. We did. We did. So the best I can gather, right? And, and you, can, you can... I want you to weigh in here because okay. you're more of the analyst than me. I'm watching our defense on A. And A is that bunker defense that we did previously. And that bunker defense worked wonders. But it worked wonders because of the conjunction with the actual bunker itself and a May in the front lines causing disruption. Yes. Right off the bat, the May gets found by a Hanzo and just floop down. Yes. That feels like that single pick ruined the entirety of the it really point did defense. Because okay. when you're considering it, uh, first of all, um, Solden decide decided they weren't going to run just goats into this. They ran a bunker bust. We were playing Paris. Paris. Right, Paris. So. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Um, so Paris was running a bunker buster into this, right? They weren't just running goats. So that meant that there was going to be a lot more shield pressure on the Orissa than a goats team would. So there was going to be a lot less free reign for, I think it was, who was on? It was Zephyr on the Bastion, right? I it, Hago was on the on the May. Yeah, and I think I think Beaky really B was remember. still on the Sombra. It might have been Saya. I think Saya was on Widow. Saya. And then I yeah. Zephyr, anyway, I think our Zephyr Bastion was on the Bastion. Our Bastion right. wasn't able to put out as much constant pressure because the shield would break. They would have to kind of like peel back for a couple seconds until there was another shield. Yeah. So they weren't able to pressure down as much as they probably would have liked because they were running this um, this bunker buster, and that means that the cart is going to be able to move. Now, the real reason you want the May is while everyone else is standing up on that, on that high ground, way across that big street from where the spawn is, right. the, the only person who could go down and touch that point is the May. So they're gonna be trying to freeze people, like whoever's on the cart, um, and they're going to be doing ice blocks. They're going to be doing walls, right? Like they're going to be doing enough stalls so that the people above can get the kills. Right. That's the idea for it. So the second we lost the May, now we have no one who could touch point. Right. And now they're they're pushing the cart fast because they're running a bunker buster. So they're able to put that pressure onto us and not let us just gun them down. So yeah, you're right. We did lose it, and not. I wouldn't say so much because we lost that disruption. That's a factor of it. But the real thing is we lost a point presence. That was who we were banking on to be mm. able to press to touch point because we weren't running double tank. 
Right. Okay. May was going to have to be a pseudo tank. We lost that. Basically, point A was was finito after that. Yeah, that's how it felt. Very finito. And it was, you know, it was rough, but the map win in general made us feel made me feel real good. The Numbani map win was pretty decisive. Yes. And, and so that's about the only real good thing though that I've got from this game. Yes. So that felt good, but I mean, just looking back to Valiant, it's going to be too expected, right? Like we got to have fate on Winston. And we got to play like an, an old style. Sure. Um, compared to having to do like a matchup against GOATs, you got to play against DPS players and other dive tanks. Like it was more, Fate was back in season one and Fate was having fun. Yeah. And he performed really well, had good dives, good primal rages. We had some clutch saves of the point because it was close. It's not like we just dominated the whole time. There were some points where I thought they were going to take the point, we clutched it back. Right? Yeah. Um, we, we were able to secure these kills on Fissure, which made people who would rather not be on the point come on the point. Saya or um, Fate was able to clean them up. So that worked. Our defenses with Reinhardt felt abysmal. And I think that's why we struggle, why it feels like we're ramping up throughout maps. Because we're going we, away from the Reinhardt. Not even that. Okay. It's because we're we're gaining the ability to have more fights even when we're losing defensive holds. Because on assault, you lose a defense, points gone. That's true. Right? You only have two real defenses that you get to make where you could sometimes have three defenses on a point because of the way payload maps work. So okay. we get to run the clock. But still, if you keep losing every fight in defense, you're eventually going to lose the map. Yeah. So I feel like that's why it feels like we're ramping up, because just payload is going to better suit our style. Because we, we're having good attacks, for the most part. Sometimes they fall short, but our, our attacking is decent enough. Like, okay. I'm happy with how our team is performing on attack, for the most part. Is there room for improvement? Always. Certainly. Um, but it's, like, at a good enough spot. But our defenses seem really bad. Uh, I think Hex was making really good points with Saya player and Fate's coordination seeming out of it. Um, I was definitely getting that sense. Like, it does feel like yeah. they're not on the same page. Like, is often getting picked off. Fate's often getting picked off. They're not there supporting each they're other. They're not really beside each other most um, of the time. Our team likes to try to do these pincer things, but they yeah. try to do it while we're running goats. You don't mm -hmm. pincer with goats. It's it's very much what you would do if you were playing Widowmaker. Like his his positioning is what where he would usually want to stand as a hit scan. Right. Creating crossfires. Which right? is not going to work. But it's for not, it's not, effectively a melee class. Yes. So I feel like the translation into this new role isn't working as well for Saya and like. That's just unfortunate for him, because that's just a product of the GOATS meta. Like, we really, I mean, there's an art, we're not going to get into this conversation too much, but I feel like we really shouldn't be having these, these people who I've specialized on DPS for two years. I've specialized on hit, hit scan DPS for two years. He was never supposed to be a healer or a tank. No. Never. That's so true. it's really unfortunate that he's been thrown into this role that he was never supposed to be on the professional level, and it doesn't seem like he's adapting to it. Like well, that's more of a victim of the meta. Um, I would want Florida to be looking at 
another player who's comfortable on break, maybe has some projectile skills, to let Saya go back to kind of sitting on the bench. Because even early on, he wasn't supposed to be our break player. Um, this was never a position Saya was going to have to be in, but because of the moves that Florida's made and because of the meta, he's stuck on break. And he doesn't look great on it. Um, I'm hoping for a pickup. It wasn't part of our leak, but it's taking forever for this trade to go through. Mm -hmm. So maybe they've added a um, flex DPS into this situation too. I don't know. It but really feels... something needs to get fixed now if we're not planning on that, because otherwise the season's a wash. I mean, it's already looking like that, but there's potential for us to end on a good note. I can't remember who the team was last year, but there was someone who had a tough stage, or had a tough season, stage one, two, and three, and then they had a good four. Dallas Fuel. Dallas Fuel. Dallas Fuel. <laughs> they had a good stage four, and that's just a good note to end on. Even if you don't make playoffs, like just to have a good stage four and right. like have that to be the note you go out on, that's good for the org, that's good for your players who are on your good team, that's good for, for your, your fans. fans. Like yeah. everyone's gonna be happy if you can do that. So Florida, like stage three is a wash, okay? Like that it isn't gonna get good. You're playing really hard teams. Just I don't have any expectations for you. Any rational fan should not have expectations for this team in nope. stage three. Nope. Just do the trades. I hope you've been working on visas this whole time instead of just negotiating contracts. Not sure how that works, but goodness, I hope they can get to the states fast. And then just have a good stage four. Our schedule is much easier. Just off the top of my head, I know we play Justice. We play the Toronto Defiant twice, who aren't looking so strong. Matches I'm really looking forward to just because of the philosophies of the teams. It's right. going to be a really important matchup, <laughs> I think, in that regards. Oh. Um, so that's going to be interesting. But like that's a, that's a much more winnable stage. We're like five and two. Mm -hmm. I I can't remember who all the teams are, but I know when I looked at it, five and two was reasonable. Go for it. Yeah. Also, one uh, one more thing I'd like to point out just while we're here, mm -hmm. dealing with the Florida team. We look reminiscent of last season when we only had Ryder out, which seems reasonable because we only have one coach there right now. Mm -hmm. When last season was over, you guys came out and said, we didn't support Mineral very well. He didn't have the staff around him that he needed. And then you dropped the whole team over the break. In the, in the, in Stage the, one. Yeah, but well, not not even then. You restructured the team between 2018 season and 2019 season. Yep. Don't do that. Don't do that again. Your fans are already so mad at you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they are already so ticked with you for restructuring the team effectively twice in two seasons. You've had three whole teams. Basically. Yeah. Don't don't do that again. Do what you said you were going to do the first time. Really put other coaches and staff into your into your management and into your coaching area, and and support those players because listen, nobody wants nobody even wants you to be the best right now. We just want you to improve, and there's a lot to be said about these teams who are coaching diamonds in the rough like Uprising is, mm -hmm. right? Or or even Valiant who pulled in Fact Fiction who turns out to be. Oh, look at that. He's doing a great job because they're doing a good job taking care of him. We have one coach again, and then we have the management that we have. And, you know, yeah left us. So we're left with yeah and Matt, right? 
basically. Basically, yeah. And then, and then, what's our coach's name? I don't even remember. He I used, remember our coach's name. He used name. to be the coach for o, or for O2 Blast. That's about all I remember. We need to we need to take care of that coach. We need to put people around him, and we need to really create a a system here that's going to encourage our players to get better and not mm. not punish them when they lose. Because it feels like we're punishing ourselves when we lose. Yeah. And it's too much. Mm-hmm. It's too much. Yeah, and it's like, I know when I was like looking at like buying these jerseys, right, one of the things I had to consider was like, who's going to still be here? Right. And that's like a tough thing. Like when you're trying to be a fan and like grow a connection to your team, when you're constantly losing players, it's hard to make those connections. So I'm hoping BQB still going to be around. I think he's still a really good player. He had some Nene grabs um, and some poor decision-making in the ult department Mm, um, yesterday. He did. But Whipped a couple of them. I think he's still a very good player who should hopefully look better once we're on DPS. Like, I feel like like Fate, we know, can be a a very, 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 very good main tank. Mm -hmm. Um, For sure. We know Saya player, once he's allowed on hit scan, um, is just crazy so we have all these like good pieces we're just a few little well, more cool, tweaks cool side player right we haven't seen pine all season because we haven't they haven't needed a widow maker yeah. hit scan player like that and and that's nobody's i mean people are mad about it let's not let me not say nobody's bad mm-hmm. about it people are mad about it but at the same time they're not trying to make pine be something pine isn't yeah and pine always looks relaxed and comfortable when he's out there because he knows he's a part of the team. He knows where he fits in, and he knows right now there's that that gap isn't open. Mm-hmm. But he also knows as soon as that gap's open, guess he's who we're gonna slot in there? Yep, stinking pie. Yeah, and, and we should have that with Sia Player. Yep. Sia Player needs to be that for us. So, basically, we don't need a whole restructure. We have good pieces. Just add a few more pieces in, and then hold on to some of these other guys in case something comes back again where you need their specific skills. Exactly. I don't think like. Let go of a few of our players, sure, but I don't think we need to like let go of the vast majority like we did last stage and no. just have three players. I think we no. could still keep five to six of our guys. Yeah, we need to we need to hold most of them. I think at this point. Yeah. All right. So let's move on to your uh, games of the week. Are we going to discuss Florida in the future? We are. Okay. Just want to make are. sure we come back to it. I mean, All I right. could just hit that now if you want to do games games for next week after. Yeah, we can do that. All right, so, all right. so next week, Florida plays the Shock and the Outlaws. Really not that much to discuss here. That's true. Right? What I wrote down so, in my notes is Florida plays Shock and Outlaws next week. Seems pretty hopeless, but you never know. <laughs> End of my notes. Yeah, it's, it's a rough position. And this is kind of what I wanted to just point out again. I talked about it, I think, last week, the week beforehand. Guys, this is going to be a tough stage for us. We were hoping the Outlaws were going to be bad, and that was going to be our chance. Turns out, they're incredibly good. Unlucky. It could be a good stylistic matchup for us if they're running triple DPS. That's true. There, We haven't really seen it, but there's a world where we can go toe-to-toe with them. Zephyr, for whatever reason, his best hero right now looks to be his Farah. Um, BQB, we already know his best hero is Sombra. Saya, we already know his best hero is Widowmaker. We know Houston loves the run. Jake on Farah, Lynxer on Widowmaker, and Dante on Sombra. 
I would just enjoy seeing that like mirror matchup. Match That'd be a fun game. That would be really fun, being able to see um, Muma's Wrecking Ball versus Fate's Wrecking Ball. Fate's Wrecking Ball was dope back in the World Cup. I would love to see that come out again. Yeah. Like, I feel like this could still be fun. I'm not expecting us to win, but man, there, there's potential for some moments in this. It's true. But overall, if you look at the um, stage standings right now, right now, mm -hmm. and kind of look ahead at people's schedules, out of the seven teams we play this stage, six of them are looking like they're going to the stage playoffs. Yeah. Like, it's all, almost all of them. Like, Paris, you wouldn't expect to be a stage playoff caliber team. But they're doing really, they're doing but pretty they're well. But they're already three and one. They play Boston next week. They win that game. They probably go four and three for the stage because I think their other two matches are hard. It's like, I think they do play the Shock as well. Um, and I can't I think they play the Spark, if sure. I'm correct. So those two matches are probably going to be rough. But Boston, they're kind of imploding. So they just pick up a win there, boom, suddenly they're in the stage playoffs. Um, Houston, they're out of the top eight right now. I think they're actually a three-way tie for eighth um, with, I want to say, the Valiant and someone else. Um, but You're talking about stage playoffs? Yeah, stage playoffs. They're looking like they're going to make it in. Um, probably just looking at their stage. They've, they've got their hard matches out yeah, of the way. Houston, Valiant, San Francisco Shock, eighth place. Yes. So you expect Shock are going to pick it up. They've had some hard matches to start and some growing pains, it seems like, or some break pains. I don't know what to call it. Um, they're, they were struggling. After that Soul game, Shock looks back. And I think they're just going to beat everybody else here from here on out. Houston looks like they could beat everyone else here on out. Um, Paris picks up one game like... All of these teams, the only team that we're that we're facing that looks like isn't going to the stage playoffs is the Atlanta Raid. And they've looked vastly improved. Like that's looking like our most winnable game now True. in hindsight. Um, Which is weird. Yeah. It's weird to say to the about the team that just went toe to toe with the Shock and the Titans. Who beat the New York Excelsior twice. Yeah, that, so, that, I just I just what? <laughs> but I think I think you had I saw a note for Atlanta. You were saying that um, they look like they play to their enemy. They do. They do. Look, they, well, I, I wrote that at first, but the more I thought about that, it did seem like they were playing to their opponent mm -hmm. until they got rolled over by Soul. It like, did. Soul yeah. just. I agree. Yeah, I'm gonna take a nap on top of you, and you're gonna sleep mm -hmm. here. So it'll be interesting to see how much of their success was playing to the opponent, because you have to remember in stage two they beat New York, then they lost to Valiant, then they beat New York again, and and then I feel like they lost to like. No, they beat New York back to back. They lost to Valiant, then they beat New York, then they beat New York. And then didn't they lose to another good team or another bad team? I don't remember. They lost man. to like Boston charge, or Washington or some, something like that. Anyway, I think you're right. It might have been the charge. It was the charge. So. They've been inconsistent. Maybe we have a shot. Um, they have to prepare for two matches that week. So maybe. And one of them... The other one's Toronto Defiant. Yeah. Us, I remember because Defiant and Mayhem um, both play New York and Atlanta huh. in the homestand. We Fun. actually have very similar stages. So going back to that thing where watching how is the mixed roster change working out for the Defiant versus the... All Korean, Korean for change the in Florida, because that's like kind of two opposite philosophies. We seem to be both near the bottom of the table. So uh, although Toronto has always been a bit of a better team than us, um, <laughs> we actually play four of the same teams this stage. So we mm. actually get to do that comparison a little bit more. And then next stage we play each other twice. So 
Yeah. I like that this storyline's kind of being something I'm able to look at. And it's going to be something I'm looking at into the future. I'll probably bring it up again. But it'll be fun. Looking forward to it. Yeah, Atlantis is looking like our most winnable match. That's weird. Um, it's going to be a tough stage. Just all yeah, right. That's all I got to say. Real quick, what games are we looking forward to next week? Next week, we're looking forward to the Hangzhou Spark versus the Seoul Dynasty, I do believe. And then it's the Shanghai Dragons versus the LA Gladiators. Mm. Both Those sound like good games. Yeah. Um, Seoul like versus games. Hangzhou. They, these two teams look like to be the best non-Titans and Shock teams at GOATS. A okay. lot of the other teams that are starting to break into the upper echelon are running Sombra, are running more cheesy strats like the LA Gladiators. Right. Um, these look like the two up-and-coming, straight-up GOATS teams. Sure. I'm really excited to see how they match up. I think this should be a really, really fun match. I'm putting advantage on the Spark right now. But I don't know how much it was just soul imploding against Shock because otherwise they've looked really strong. True. But Spark nearly pulled off going to map five against the Vancouver Titans. That was a really good game. I know you didn't watch that one because it was that midnight Thursday. I don't know why I watched it, but I did. <laughs> I was up until like 2 a.m. that morning and somehow still went to work. Oof. <laughs> That's a hard day. But um, that should be a really exciting match. And then on the other hand, We've got the Captains of Cheese, the LA Gladiators, and the Shanghai Dragons going head-to-head. -head. These are two Do they top play Paris? Do they play on the Paris map? Because that would just make it better. Th that would be super fun. I think Havana would be really fun for these two teams Hold on, I have well. to go find it. I have to go find it now. Yes. Now I have Let's to know. Let's look at that. But it should anyway, be, keep talking about it. It should be a really exciting matchup. Like, I have these teams really close to each other in my power rankings. They're definitely both like top eight teams at the very least. Um, so it should be a very fascinating match. None of those games. We get Oasis. We do get one Volskaya, fun. Oh, that's Eichenwald. Eichenwald. I thought it was Nubani. And uh, would have been fun. Those are pretty and, vanilla uh, Dorado. Dorado, thank you. Yeah, they're uh these are not these are not cheese strat maps. Yeah. That's they are Sombra maps. They are Sombra maps. At least Dorado is very much a Sombra map. So edge to Shanghai. Volskaya is a good Sombra map. So, yeah, but not like Gladiators. Surefire has a good a good Sombra. You don't see them run him on it as much because no. it's a little weird because then you have to switch. Um, you have to switch your whole team around like Florida has to do to run yeah. BQB on Sombra. I mean, you could bring in Hydration, have Hydration on Brig. And then just commit to it. You can't switch back to goats. But if you want to run Sombra, you can do that, like New York or Houston style. So yeah, map pools maybe looking in favor of dragons. But for like maps like Eichenwald, like on C, having the straight up goats is probably going to work better as well. So I think it's just going to be an interesting matchup. So I, I would look out for for those two games. Yeah. Next week. Awesome. Well, that's the end of our time today. Thank you all for tuning in, checking out the show. Big thanks to Popped Off for all of their support and help of the Cal Fans Show. Remember, we're available on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and everywhere major podcasting platform. And we're in the application for Pandora right now, which Ooh. is really exciting. Pandora's doing podcast. <laughs> Pandora's doing podcasts. We're in the application process that. for that. Yep. Interesting. Make sure to follow us on socials for all of our news, behind-the-scenes looks, and whatever else we decide to post. 
you know, that's at Cowlfans, C-O-W-L fans. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for basically everybody. That covers most people's social media at that mm -hmm. point. Um, yeah. I really stalled there. That was sort of, that should have just, I should have just carried that right to the end of the show. I did not. Bad me. Why are it, we stalling an ending? I don't know. <laughs> I don't, are you like trying to like do that quick and then finish I, up? I am. I am. And oh, our lights are. And dying. now the lights are going. All right. Um, All right. I'm Alurimore. I'm Howler. And you've been tuned into Cowfans, and we'll see you next week. Bye.